You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast coming to Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody. Uh, we'll get to your post game here, and obviously, you know, some things escalated quickly with your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, uh, brought to you by the good folks over at Manscaped. Uh, remember, the uh, number one tools for grooming the family jewels, go to manscaped.com, get 20% off your first uh, purchase at manscaped.com using the promo code locked on capital L capital O Jeff Lloyd Pete Smith uh, we uh, your local experts along for all the big stories as we roll on through here on locked on Browns uh, we'll get to the uh, Browns initial news of the day uh, Pete it, it was a question of just almost how you know not much just when um, Duke Johnson moved on to the Houston Texans. Um, on the surface, it's for a fourth-round pick. If Duke Johnson plays 10 games for the Houston Texas, it be, Texans, it becomes a third-round pick. Just to break it down in parts, the initial return of the trade is good, Pete. I mean, you could essentially get a better draft pick for Duke Johnson than what you originally used to acquire him. Yeah, uh, God bless the Houston Texans. Uh, and they're they, no having of a GM. <laughs> yeah, they they've been very good to the Cleveland Browns. Um, yeah, I Bill O'Brien is essentially running their team right now, and he needs to win. And that trade smelled like a GM that need, or like a coach that really needs to win. Uh, it, it's 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 great for John Dorsey, who sort of gets himself out of a situation that he he sort of put himself into. Gets great return. Uh, if they becomes a third round pick, I mean, it's a it's a massive haul. I, I saw someone say, and I, I I haven't verified it, but I think that's the highest return on a running back since Trent Richardson, um, which is you know insane. Uh, it's a win for the Browns. It's a win for Duke Johnson. Uh, it's we'll see about the Houston Texans. Uh, you know, Duke gets what he wants. He got moved. Uh, goes to somewhere he's clearly wanted if they're willing to give up up to a third round pick for him. Uh, and he's probably going to be their number one or number two running back there. Uh, so he's going to get all the uh, use that, you know, we've been clamoring for for the past couple of years. Uh, now that the pressure's on uh, Dontrell Hilliard and some of these other backs to deliver until they can get to Kareem Hunt, and assuming Kareem Hunt uh doesn't screw it up and and he can be active but at least right this second it's a great ending for a you know it was not a distraction it was not a whole thing but it's a situation that needed to get resolved and it has been resolved um and look everybody as far as you know the duke injury um look if you don't know you know when it was yes he had like an initial ding and then and when Drew Rosenhaus shows up to your camp twice in six days, the pressure was on, and everybody just at that point it was just time to do it. So the other thing is, is don't a you had to start getting Dontrell Hilliard reps. You say Duke's hurt because if you say, oh, we're just holding him out, and nobody's going to offer you anything good. This will be very similar to Josh Gordon, where you know, 48, 72 hours later, he's participating in stuff with the Houston Texans. Um, I have zero issue with what they got back, and that's the one thing I'm trying to explain today. And everybody who tries to say Duke is so easily replaceable, understand that this could be, this could maybe be a pick 
less than 70. It depends on how you feel the Houston Texans are going to be this year. It, you know, I, I would say it's how, you know I would say if you're betting right now, the odds are better that you're going to get better than the 77th overall pick than you used on Duke Johnson. With the way Houston's trending this year, I, I, I they're not going to win the AFC South. I don't even know if they're the second best team in the AFC South. So the return, look, zero complaints there. My issue is, is look, the Browns already do have nine draft picks for the 2020 draft before they made this. Now they have ten, so it, it and it's fine. They they have plenty. Of, they had plenty of draft capital anyway. Problem is, is now you created a little bit of a hole for your 2019 roster. If Kareem Hunt was suspended for two games, was suspended for four games, I'd say you know what, you can't turn this move down. But the way the schedule dictates, the big boys come in the first eight games. The Rams. The Seahawks, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, wherever you think about them, they have a ridiculously good defensive line. The New England Patriots, the meat and the potatoes of the 2019 schedule is in that first eight games. You right now have Nick Chubb, you have Dontrell Hilliard. Look, you know, we'll get into it. The receiving aspect of Dontrell Hilliard is solid. You're still not sure what he brings you. As far as running back stuff, and, you know, look, I mean, whatever, you know, and Duke, oh, he fumbled, uh, and sometimes, and you know, and Hilliard did tonight. You still need somebody, you know, there's going to be reps where you just don't, Nick's going to need a blow, and you're still going to want to run the ball. And, you know, there's maybe one name out there that's kind of appealing in Ar- Ar- uh, Orleans Darkwa, who's already been in. But it's something that's going to have to be addressed. A hole was created today. So, for me, like, you know, for me to say that, you know, hey, yes, we were Duke Johnson fans. But for me to say Duke Johnson is no longer here, you've made this road for right now a little bit more difficult. It's it's just a fact. There's no way around it. And I'm not even bringing up the fact that Duke Johnson was fantastic in pass pro. This is stuff you don't know. And even if these guys look flashy running the ball or receiving the ball, you know, if there's a linebacker loose through a gap, there better be a running back who's there at least to get run over to make sure he's saving Baker Mayfield's life. I don't think the Browns today are a better football team than they were yesterday when Duke Johnson's a part of it. Could it alter 19? It may not alter 19, but it is something that has to be dealt with, and they've got to get some other type of running back in here, Pete. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it is the same story with all of their big trades. Uh, you know, Odell Beckham, they give up Jabril Peppers, and now safeties are a question. And, whoa, that did not make – tonight does not make me feel any better about that situation. Uh, <laughs> Olivier Vernon trade, they get rid of Zeitler, and – Again, tonight, right guard, I don't feel good about. Uh, so all the trades have, you know, upgraded something else, but they need something to come through for them, and, and it remains to be seen if that's going to happen. So uh, there's a little bit of taking this on faith. But again, look, this is a situation that had to had to get resolved one way or the other. Maybe it was getting resolved to the trade deadline, but the offer came up now. You couldn't afford to wait. Uh, you, you know, desperate, stupid teams are only around so often. Uh, so you had to do it. But, yeah, I mean, they, they need guys to step up. And, and, you know, you're hoping that based on what you're seeing tonight uh, that, you know, they're going to get better the rest of the preseason. This is a little bit of uh, getting getting accustomed to things and not super comfortable yet, which is understandable. I mean, but – yeah, I mean that's that's the deal, and, and thank God Chubb is very good, and Chubb looked very good in the couple times he caught the ball in this game. Uh, 
hopefully everybody stays healthy. I mean, that's fingers crossed. I mean, that's that is the name of the game for so much of this Browns team. Uh, but all the more reason as, as you've got you know some areas where you could uh, stand to get a little bit stronger. But at the same time, you know, by virtue of trading for this pick, it you know whether it's opening the door for talking about Trent Williams again, whether it's making the Browns a little bit more of a player in terms of targeting and trading for somebody either before the season or potentially at the trade deadline because they could be buyers. Uh, it gives them a lot of options. And obviously a draft pick, if it's a fourth, it becomes a third. It obviously allows the other draft picks to become versatile tools, which it's certainly more versatile than Duke is as a trade asset. So it's, you know, you're essentially pawning something to get real money so you can spend it somewhere else. Uh, you're looking here at essentially four picks in the top 100 for a team that's done all the roster turnover this year and you know, deep. So, I mean, again, you just can't argue it. The, oh, my only question is, is here it is, you know, the day before your first preseason game and what looked like a super, just like really in the way it was set up, monetarily, talent-wise, you know, Duke was your highest paid running back. You have Nick on the cheap. You have Kareem Hunt on the cheap. You just create a little bit of a hole, but look, you know, sometimes business overtakes everything else, and 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 that's okay. But you know, and for me, yeah, I thought Duke is still a valuable asset, and you know, maybe you could have approached this more closer to the deadline. But you know, there's no guarantee you would have gotten the return. You struck while the iron is hot, um, and this was always the thing. And we, you know, and if anything, guys, what you know, I had told you this months ago. They wanted to trade Duke Johnson. They wanted a third-round pick in return. They were only getting offered a fifth-round pick. Well, now they have the opportunity to get that third-round pick. So, you know, if that's where John Dorsey was, I don't see why he would have changed that, uh, you know, obviously opinion today. Um, We're going to get here to, uh, obviously, the rest of your post-game show, um, what turned out to be a pretty magical night in First Energy. This episode is brought to you by Five Store Painting. A neighborly company, Five Star Painting, is looking for new owners to join their growing company. Could this be the perfect opportunity for you? Are you driven? Do you have the heartbeat of an entrepreneur? If you are interested in running your own business, text FIVE STAR, one word, all caps, to 8700 right now to learn more. With Five Star Painting, you'll be your own boss, pick your own territory, set your own hours, and live a better quality of life running a business that you can be proud of. You'll have access to the best resources to help you scale your landscape business to meet your personal and professional goals. And you will have, you will go home every day with the satisfaction of helping your customers enhance and maintain the beauty of their homes. As a five-star painting owner, you will also be part of the greater Neighborly community of home service brands. Neighborly has empowered more than 3,700 entrepreneurs to achieve their dreams and goals through local business ownership. No one knows the home service industry better than Neighborly. Every year, nearly 1 million customers are proudly served by one of Neighborly's 22 award-winning brands, some of which include Mosquito Joe, Molly Maid, Glass Doctor, and Mr. Rooter. Whether you've been thinking about starting your own business or you're already running your own painting company, text 5STAR, one word, all caps, to 87000 to learn more about how a five-star painting franchise can help you get where you want to go faster than going it alone. Again, text 5STAR, all caps, to 87000 to learn more about the neighborly brands that may be available in your area. And we appreciate 5STAR for their sponsorship of Locked on Browns. 
Pete, we weren't sure what we were going to actually get. And, you know, if you're going to get some first-teamers, at least on the offensive side of the ball, in a week one preseason game, you think it's one shot, and they got their one shot, and it was just absolute gold. And, y'all guys, you know me. We got to already see our first red, red carpet of the year. Yeah, um, look, I was hoping the Stars wouldn't play. I was nervous as hell the entire time they were in there, but I enjoyed it. I mean, it was great. Uh, Baker Mayfield made it look easy. Uh, just cruised down the field, and he's still missing a ton of guys, uh, you know, by virtue of them not playing. I mean, they didn't have Beckham. They didn't have Landry. They didn't have Njoku. They didn't have, uh, obviously, Hunt. Um, so... There is a lot to sort of be excited about. Uh, you know, Nick Chubb and John Terrell Hilliard both look good catching the ball in the backfield on that initial drive. And, 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 and you know, Redskins had some coverage breakdowns. Uh, and, and, you know, Baker, outside of the first pass of the game, uh, which was clunky, suddenly looked like he was in total control and just cruised on down the field until he made the, you know, easy touchdown pass to Richard Higgins and those two look like they're right where they were before. And then, you know, obviously Richard Higgins would stay in the game and continue to uh, scare the hell out of me while he looks great. Uh, But yeah, I mean, they, you know, short of, short of having Beckham throw like a a bomb on the first play of freaking uh, preseason to Odell Beckham and score, this is about as, you know, script greatest script as you could have possibly written to to open up uh preseason you got everything you were sort of hoping for the baker mayfield would look great they'd score a touchdown you know they did that two-minute offense thing which i you know again nerve makes me nervous as hell but i i loved it i mean it was great it was nice to see them put in a situation put themselves in a situation and they look good now uh, you know the redskins did not look ready for it uh as they're not gonna be you know, it's preseason. You're just trying to get reps and, and do those things. And they're not a very good football team. Uh, they looked bad trying to defend it, and the Browns looked pretty good. I mean, right now you're sitting there coming out of this, you know, even the starters and stuff for who, who played. The Browns are clearly a more talented football team than the Redskins. Mission accomplished. And, you, you know, they made it look easy, and that's what you want. Uh, you know, the initial drive, I mean, just clicking on all cylinders. You know, Baker, you just, I, I don't want to say it much, looks much more different, but, I mean, the, the confidence just freaking oozes, Pete, with him. Um, obviously, Chib, uh, I mean, uh, Nick Chubb, obviously, out of the backfield, which is hopefully going to be something that's going to be more of a factor this year. We had talked about this last year. He was developing there. And, you know, Nick is, he's just a guy that's going to do everything that's asked of him. As much God-given talent is in that body, is as hard as nickel work. Dontrell Hilliard, if you're going to say, you know, he's going to, he can do, you know, the receiving aspect of Duke Johnson, I, I'm not going to disagree with you there. Um, obviously, there were some struggles. The fumble wasn't ideal. Um, a lot of that is hard to judge. I mean, I, you know, if you want, if any of the naysayers are going to go to the numbers, he really can't go to the numbers. I mean, nobody really ran the ball that well today anyway uh, for Cleveland. So, you know, I mean, until you get the offensive line figured out and established, that you know, that's something you're gonna have to you know go back to. We'll get to the offensive line here in a minute. But Pete, I'm obviously not much from the tight ends, but the wide receiver position, um, we already knew it was probably five deep. 
Um, Jalen Strong, you know, making plays when his number's called. Uh, Ish Hyman, you know, look, the fumble was poor. Um, you're in that situation. You make sure that arm is as close to the sideline as absolute possible. You don't want that thing in your chest, especially if you're going to stiff arm. Get Create as much separation there. But that's just, you know, maybe heat of the moment type of thing. It's the first time the guy's been in an NFL game. Uh, Damon Sheehy's Giuseppe catching a couple of balls, returning a punt, which is supposed to be the whole freaking story with this kid, with his Willie May- Mays Hayes type of thing. And then the fact that every receiver went to the end zone almost like it was a walk-off. Um, it, it's it's almost going to be the point, Pete, where it's going to be a shame they're only going to be able to keep six, and I don't know if they're going to be able to stash anybody on this practice squad. Uh, they're going to have some interesting choices to make. Obviously, you have a guy like Steve Giuseppe who is not a receiver. He's just not. I mean, it's like Josh Cribbs. He's a toy. Uh, yeah, he is a guy who can do some stuff, but he's a returner, and he's freaking fast. Uh, <laughs> he can move. Yeah, he was fired out of a cannon on that return. Uh, Jalen Strong looked fine as a receiver, uh, but you know he, he. I only saw him on two punt returns. Uh, I don't think he did his job on either one particularly well. Uh, I, you know that's why I, you know I don't think. Uh, your guy played at all in this one, so that's somebody. Who's no, no, no. He's been injured. He was. He was ne- never going to play tonight. So you've got you know that to sort of wait on. But a guy I thought did really well for himself in the few opportunities he had, and again, I didn't notice him on special teams if he if he was in there. Uh, is is uh, DJ Montgomery? Is a guy I mentioned uh, a long time ago because he is a very athletic kid out of Austin P, and he made a couple like. The 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 back shoulder like fade stop play he made looked like a veteran play and he's a guy with decent size great speed uh, he and uh, David Blau looked like they've been you know they've been doing this for a while uh, with some nice chemistry on a few of these passes and uh, you know it was another guy who looked good but the the thing is like particularly when it came to Mayfield, everybody looks good because Mayfield is great, but there were guys who were making plays uh, for Garrett Gilbert, for Drew Stanton, for David Plow. And that's certainly something you want to see as much as possible uh, to, to try to get a true evaluation. And, and again, I expect whoever that six receiver is going to be is going to end up being special teams. And, and some people's predictions are going to get their hearts broken, but you know, I, I could be dead wrong on that, but uh, that just stands out as something that's incredibly important to them. Uh, and, and if you can do things like you did with that punt return, the, all the more reason to do it. Uh, so, yeah, they showed well. I, I can't think of a receiver who really hurt himself. I'm probably I'm probably missing somebody. I, I mean, I imagine people will be all over Ish Hyman. I, you know, I think that's a an experience thing more than anything else. I don't. You got to keep in mind, Ish Hyman. He didn't even go. It's not like this is the biggest stadium and crowd he ever played in. So, I mean, there was a caught up in the moment, and he, yeah, even if you asked him, I'm sure he'd even tell you he knows better. It was, it was just poor form and caught in the moment. And the thing was, is he was feeling his oats. You know, doing things in an NFL game. It's. It's 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 bad, but it's understandable. He was try- I mean, he was trying to get the ball to his outside arm. He, you know, he caught was changing it uh, late relative to where the contact was going to come from, so it got knocked out. Uh, it, it sort of compounded by the fact that uh, you know they had they they had lost 
another fumble earlier when uh, uh, Dontre Hilliard got popped by uh, the uh, corner from Washington, whose name escapes me right the second, who had a great, great game. Jimmy uh, Moreland. He, yeah, Jimmy Moreland may have had the best game of anybody on the field, and I don't think most people know who the hell he is. Uh, he had uh, a couple big plays, pass deflections, uh, caused both fumbles. That's the way uh, you make a roster. And a couple, yeah, I think he had two pass deflections and and the forced fumble the first time I down Trail Hilliard in the same series and then came back and forced the other fumble on Ish Hyman. So, yeah, uh, I thought he may have had the best night of anybody. So I, I can't think of a receiver who had a bad night. And that's a good thing. I mean, this is this is a good thing. I mean, you, we were talking about this a year ago, and it was Josh Gordon needs uh, an insurance policy. Corey Coleman. Love him. Needs an insurance policy. Antonio Callaway needs an insurance policy. Jarvis Landry. Um, we know what he is. Maybe he's a little bit less than what all the fans think. But, you know, at least, you know, he's going to be there week in, week out. Now it's, you know, uh, you know we're not going to be able to keep everybody. So a ridiculously good job on what they're putting out there at the wide receiver position right now. And uh, Damian uh, and, and Sheehy Giuseppe, you know, you get one more of those, you may have now get literally done the Willie Mays Hayes route. Like, all right, well, the guy with the silk pajamas, I think we're going to have to keep him around. Um, we'll go to quarterback next, Pete. I, I think for the most part it was a good day. Um, look, we all know the way this works. It, it's, you know, it's six or die essentially. But, yeah, you know, maybe can you sneak Blau through to the practice squad? Do you work something out with Drew Stanton and say, look, I, maybe we need you but we never need you to put on a pair of pads or cleats again. I, I think between Baker and Gilbert, I, I think that's enough to actually have on the active roster. Oh, okay. Uh, David Blau, I, I think will make the practice squad. I, I, I Based on what I saw, it, look, it's one game. That's fine. He was not perfect by any stretch. That fourth down, uh, he tried to run. Not very good, but he had a couple of really nice throws. He doesn't move very well. Who, Blau? He's okay. I mean, he's he's a guy who's got you know. You're he's a guy who will scamper. He will scoot. Scamper, you know? scoot. Yeah, he's he's not he's not a guy. You know, he might rumble for a few. He's not, a, <laughs> not quite big enough to rumble for a few. He's got you know. He's he's a guy who will pick up a couple yards uh, here or there. Uh, he you know he's slippery. He he's a lot like Mayfield. He's just a little bit smaller and obviously doesn't have that arm. But he does a lot of those same things, and I think that's why they got him initially. And he's now two and zero against Drew uh, against uh, Haskins, so he's got that going for him. Go Purdue. Um, I I want to see more out of Garrett Gilbert. I saw some things that were fine. I also saw some things that made me nervous as hell. Look, uh, Drew Stanton is going to make the team. Uh, he's not making the team because he's a good quarterback. He's not in the same way that if Matt Schaub makes the the, the team for the uh, Atlanta Falcons, it's not because he's a good quarterback. It's because the other quarterbacks on those teams clearly believes that there's some redeeming value to having them. So look, if Baker gets hurt, you are boned. That's it. You know, that's, that's the deal. So pack it up, pack it up. This is over. Yeah, it becomes you know you're 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 hoping you you go from you know you get uh, David Robinson goes down. You hope you uh, go get lucky and get Tim Duncan type deal. Um, but I, I want to see more because I, you know it's 
up and down. I, I, I do clearly there's ability with him, but it's just a question of can he can he avoid doing the dumb things and make you know enough smart throws because he had some he has some potential there. Uh, but right now, I don't see any point in keeping more than two quarterbacks. I think the idea of keeping three is insane. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that ultimately happens. I think that's more of a a carrot being held out there for those guys. Uh, but yeah, because the other part of this is, I don't think there's any threat that Garrett Gilbert is getting signed by another team. So if you don't like anybody better, I think he'll be there if you need him. It's it's fine, but again, we're, I mean, we're literally, I mean, at this point, we're debating semantics. Because um, unless somebody who we think is of a quality becomes available, and it's like, all right, well, if something actually happens, he can play. Which probably isn't going to happen. It's not like there's a you know a, a depth of extra quarterbacks for this league. Uh, you know, and somebody came to me today with Colin Kaepernick. We'd have to change the entire offense around. It's not going to work that way, guys. So, um, offensive line, Pete. Um, through one preseason bad. game, we yet yeah, bad, and we still have no idea what the hell's going to go on at right card. Well, I mean, right now it's Cush. Uh... It's it's going to be Cush because at least you know what Cush is, and. And this was one other thing that came up today. Jim Donovan saying that, you know, Austin Corbett, his future's at center. Look, if you drafted this kid at 33 and there's a three-year plan, it's looking like a really, really crappy pick. Um, right. Uh, you're basically taking the Mitch Morse plan, which, you know, you can do that. But they have a really good center. And from what I've seen in this preseason game, his agent should be calling up the Browns and going, really? Come on. Let's get this done. Um, JC's getting married in February anyway, so just get the contract out of the way so this isn't something he's got to worry about as he's you know making his nuptials and getting ready to go on his honeymoon. Um, Austin Corbett as a backup center was underwhelming. Eric Cush is, an, is a decent pass protector. That is why he will win the job. He is a decent pass protector, uh, and that's what it's all about. They they can they will live with whatever little they get from him in the run game, but they 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 need him to be a good pass protector. And then if you get Treader back in there, you get Petonio back in there, you get Greg Robinson back there. Uh, by the way, you're going to be running left a shit ton. Uh, <laughs> no doubt about it. You can hopefully wrap with with Hubbard. You can hopefully pull with with uh, with with uh, Kush, but you are running left. Um, so not a good debut. I, I don't think for anybody, Kush is okay. Uh, again, uh, yeah, yeah, it's one game. You hope, you know, the biggest improvement they make is from preseason game one to preseason game two, get a little more comfortable. Uh, Kalis left with a concussion. So he's going to be out for the foreseeable future. Probably miss, miss at least one more preseason game. He was already uh, out of it anyway. Yes, but I mean, at least, but even just as another interior offensive lineman, because the next guy up was uh, Willie Wright, my guy Willie Wright, uh, at that left guard spot before they pulled Cush uh, uh, and put Forbes in at right guard. But, you know, just not much that you're sitting there going, man, this is this is promising. Like, it's difficult to even pick out a lineman where you're going, man, he looked pretty good. Like Kendall Lamb had some struggles as a pass protector. I thought, I, I thought he'd do much better than I saw from him. And he struggled. Uh, I am intrigued by Brian Finney and Ganoffo. I thought he did adequate. I think his pass protection is fine. 
he's not comfortable yet. I think he will get more confident. I think he will get stronger. Hitting moving targets as a run blocker was iffy. He gets too far forward, uh, tends to fall forward too much off balance and, and misses as a result. Drew Forbes, uh, you know, I, I, he's there. I, I, I didn't see anything that was uh, particularly great. I, the one thing I can tell you is when he's running around after the play, he looks great. He looks fast. He looks very athletic. Um, I, I'm intrigued. I, I don't have anything to say that's great about Witzman. I think he's just big. Uh, and then Brad Seaton is, he's all right. He's another guy who's just big. Um, I'm just, if you're trying to come out of this game going, well, I feel great about the offensive line. It, you didn't get that. Um, but again, it's preseason game one. You hope they're going to come back uh, a little more comfortable. They're not, you know, they're out of, the, the, this will no longer be a shock that they're taking on other teams and doing normal football things. So, Hopefully that that takes a big step forward because right now you're sitting there going, yeah, I don't know about any of these guys. And but even still though, Pete, you, you get a familiar feel to what it was that everybody talked about towards the end of last season. You know, the last uh, you know ever since Greg Robinson took over, um, completed you know I, I think it was 26 passes for well over 300 yards. Only took two sacks. There's the premise there of we're going to game plan around this, and you know. It's going to be find the guy, get it out, and so there is that to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had talked about this. It's great that there's you know and you know nine, ten, eleven, twelve names, but you're eventually going to have to find eight to got eight to nine guys that can be on this roster, and when the number's called, can bring something you know. And as far as you know, protecting you know six and making sure he can do everything that he's capable of doing. So there you know work to be done there. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Do you maybe use one, you know one of these extra picks to solidify this? It, it'll be some of it to be seen, and obviously with the younger kids, uh, Lamb. It did seem weird that he was strung a little bit. Maybe part of it is a mental thing. You know that you know he had, had been a starter last year, and now here he's in this weird situation of you know not necessarily knowing what his role is. But uh, yeah, you need that to pick up. But this is some of the stuff that we said last year at the exact same time, and it eventually did find its way. So let's hope. That can uh, continue. Uh, best ways to help Pete, best ways to help me. Uh, Browns Maven, uh, make sure you're following at Browns Maven on Twitter. BrownsMaven.com, make sure you're a member over there. Set up, jump in the forums, back and forth with Browns fans on Browns topics. Uh, so obviously that helps Pete out. iTunes, subscribe, hit the, obviously drop a five-star rating. Hit the written reviews, guys. Keep us helping out. We're busting our butts day in, day out. Trying to be guys the best content that we can, even if sometimes it doesn't always work out or you don't agree with it. ESPN seems to think Duke Johnson had five carries for 23 yards tonight. Yes, I put that tweet up. I think ESPN is messing with Interjeff. There's no doubt about that. We're going to go to the defensive side of the ball. All right. Pete, Mac Wilson. Obviously, look, the first one was an easy one, but he took it to the house. Second one, and in some run, which we talked about last night in the pregame, you got to show you're worth both ways, and that was the case with both these rookie linebackers. you got to show what you can do in both facets of the game. Mac Wilson had a good night, Pete. Yeah, I mean, look. uh, And look, nobody here is rooting for anybody to freaking fail, but go ahead, Pete. Um. 
you know, despite being told that my opinion doesn't matter in multiple countries, um, a lot of people were in my mentions telling me how much uh, how wrong I was about this. Um, if you actually read what I wrote about Mac Wilson so far, I'm actually right, but that, let's not you know let's not go there. Um, he did exactly what he's supposed to do, uh, which is that first pick was thrown right to him. He had a great drop. Uh, his first step is fantastic if you watch him. Um, he gets he covers a lot of ground. He gets to a drops quickly. He was exactly in the position he w- needed to be, and 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 obviously thrown right to him made it easy. Uh, the second one was great. I mean, he almost deep. Uh, it was an un- well. Look, I mean, the ball. It was a terrible decision to throw this ball. If 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 he doesn't make the acrobatic catch he makes, there's two more Browns behind him that would have. But just like was, just he- like Greedy, Greedy took the interception away from the safety. Yeah, this was a case where he tracked back really well on the path, uh, reached up you know, full extension and snag the ball of the air. I wish our tight ends were as consistent with that are catching the ball as that. Um, but he, he just snagged the out of the air and, and, and was made a great play. Um, I, I think there are other issues you can see in the game where you're sitting there going, mm, uh, the way he, he doesn't, isn't a great tackler. He got dragged a little bit on that, but when you're able to cause two turnovers and get your team the ball back twice, nobody cares. Uh, so, you know, if the if the goal is to say I should make the team, I mean, nobody's nobody's made a case for themselves louder uh, other than Baker of Mayfield than 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 he did in this game. But uh, yeah, trust me, the the mentions I got were hilarious, including bringing up mentions that uh, mentions of things I said that are still true, and people are saying I should say they're wrong, which good luck with that. But yeah, um, he had the, uh, the the only difference between him and, him and Denzel Ward's first regular season game is that Denzel Ward's first regular season game counted. Uh, but as far as uh, Mac Wilson trying to launch a career, um, you know, he had, had the de- debut you dream about. Uh, and there's no, look, I mean, in, you know, we'll and it's never, you know, we'll take it from here. And this is good. And to for the Browns to have maybe, and we've talked about this, um, you know, one linebacker may not be here. They may be dumb enough where two of the starting linebackers aren't here next year. Uh, you're going to need some players. So if Mac Wilson can build on this, that, that's a very good thing for this franchise. And, you know, the, the pass defense, which we had talked about, and, and especially in 2019, that's a big, big thing to be able to do because, you know, you're covering some really, really good people. And so it, it's good for him in that, and it's a, it's a nice step. And the other thing is it just keeps you back on the cycle of putting in the work every day. And if anybody follows him on Twitter, I mean, it seems like Mac is a committed dude. So, I mean, good for him in that respect. And it, it's got to feel good to walk away from this with what he did today. And you just hope that maybe it, it grows from there and, you know, just continue going to every meeting, listen to everything you're told and you can put more and more together but yeah i mean look i mean you know for now yeah he's absolutely going to make this roster um he's got a special teams pedigree he's got a coverage pedigree he's he's an asset to this point um one of the things we had highlighted last night pete and we had talked about is that we didn't we didn't know how much we were going to see the defensive line um apparently maybe they're going to call holding penalties pete against miles garrett this year which which would be nice 
at least in in preseason games he has no business playing in. They are. Uh, <laughs> uh, and look, he was going against Eric Flowers, which is just come on. Uh, he, I mean, he's an absolute force. Uh, you know, Larry Ogunjobi. It was almost like they picked up from last year where they're basically keeping up the tradition of playing these dudes too much uh, and starting it early in the preseason because Ogunjobi was in there too long. Uh, But look, I mean, even when it was just those two and then Trevon Coley and and Chad Thomas, um, they looked the line was effective. Uh, It helps to have a superstar in there. It helps to have an up-and-comer player in there. And then you have two other guys who are there. So, um Big, big uh, game in terms of just, you know, uh, priming the pipe, so to speak, for uh, for uh, Miles Garrett because he's so good and everybody knows he's so good, finally. Uh, it took a while to get people on board that, you know, it's basically when are we going to sort of get to let him loose and what is that going to look like and, and what kind of numbers you could put out. And so some of that's going to be waiting until you get them all on the field. Uh, you didn't see Richardson. You didn't see Vernon. And what all they can bring uh, that you can get a sense of just how good this is going to be. And, you know, the Browns obviously caused a number of t- turnovers in this game. There's no doubt that pressure was a part of this and they're only going to get more pressure. So there should be more opportunities to make big plays. I mean, obviously, Demarius Randall and, and Denzel Ward are not out there. Uh, they have a lot of guys. They need to sort of uh, see what they can do for the moment. And then as we get to the regular season, hopefully this whole thing comes together and it's just a turnover factory. Well, and then uh, Devereaux Lawrence, another name on there, who was able to get some penetration. Um it's good to see because, look, I mean, we know what you have in the in the top four guys on the defensive line, and there's going to be some depth issues that need to be addressed, especially on the interior, and maybe today you saw some signs of that. Right. Uh, if you, I mean, you look at it from the standpoint of, look, you're going to have Miles Garrett, Larry Ogunjobi, Sheldon Richardson, uh, Olivier Vernon, and Gennard Avery, your top five. Based on tonight, your next dude up was Devereaux. I used to think he was a tax shelter, Lawrence. Uh, and the reason for that is because he only played two plays last year, so I wasn't sure he actually existed. Um, but he looked great. He he built like a freaking billboard. Like the 99 is enormous on him. He is difficult to lose. Like it's exactly a- like it goes around to like the right rib and then to the left rib. <laughs> Like he uh, and he had a couple really nice plays. Obviously, he had the sack. He was in the backfield quite a bit. I actually thought he had a couple situations where if he broke down, he would have done better for himself. But he was the best guy out there. I thought Trevon Coley had a pretty good evening. Yep. Uh, so uh, part of this is the question is how versatile do they feel uh, Lawrence is? Do they feel like he's just a three, or can he do some one two? Because if they feel like he can do both, that really ups. His, his potential value. Because Coley, I think, is largely safe. I think he'd have to fall apart uh, or get hurt. Because he does some things, like he's very good, especially with the group he, had, he was working with, helped quite a bit, that he was very good at penetrating the backfield. Uh, didn't result in a ton of production, but nevertheless, it was there. Um, Chad Thomas. <laughs> I can't believe we're even going to go here. 
Chad Thomas was in fact alive. Um, Chad Thomas actually made plays. Uh, you know, he made he made a tackle at one point, and then immediately turned up with a pressure uh, that uh, looked pretty good. I, you know, there was another situation where he probably could have had a sack if he broke down uh, and chased the quarterback the correct way. Uh, but there are things that Chad Thomas has shown he can now do. Chad Thomas can can hold the point. Chad Thomas can work an inside move uh, as a pass rusher. Chad Thomas cannot use his hands really yet. Chad Thomas struggles going to the outside. I still think what he does well is more suited for defensive tackle, but to his credit, he looked at least okay as a defensive end and made some plays. So congrats to Chad Thomas. I believe that is the first tackle you've ever made in a game that counted or otherwise in the NFL. So that, and and the other thing I liked when it came to Chad Thomas is he played a ton in that game. Uh, They let him get what seemed to be about three quarters. Uh, So, and two, they, people they mentioned, and two people mentioned this, that maybe Chad Thomas needed to get out there and actually play some freaking football. Right. Yeah, I mean, this is ideal. And I, and I, I would assume this will be the, the, the uh, st- status for the coming coming weeks. And, and I think Austin Corbett will be continue to be in the, bro, you're basically playing the entire game plan again as you were last year to try to get you uh, right on something. But... Uh, I, I, if you're asking me, does Chad Thomas look like a guy who's going to make the team? My answer would be no, but talk to me in a couple of weeks and we'll see if he's gotten better. Uh, he's at least water all, got he, a little less murky. Yeah. Well, th- there at least is water. Um, so <laughs> he's, he's just. He's still an enigma. I think I know what he is, but I'd like to see if he can surprise me and do some things, maybe get get a little more pressure. But, again, I, I, I can't help but feel like if he's on, on the interior, he'd have a two-way go, and right now he only has a one-way go, which is on the inside. He struggles to take on and shed blocks. But you got to be find a way. I mean, even if you are the seventh or eighth guy of that defensive line, seventh, eighth, ninth guy, whatever, you know, be ready and be able to do something. And today was a positive sign for him in that respect. Um, the linebacker crew, obviously, Mac Wilson kind of stole the show. Uh, no Joe, Christian Kirksey a little bit involved. The secondary, Pete, the one thing that, you know, and obviously, you know, Greedy Williams with the interception, the communication seemed to not be there at times. Uh, especially it was, uh, you know, the, the the first touchdown for Washington. Greedy Williams, Sheldrick Redwine, it definitely seemed like a little rookie-on-rookie rookie crime. Was I supposed to be there? Were you supposed to be there? Um, normal stuff, obviously, but, you know, stuff you want to see cleaned up as we progress through August. Yeah, um, miscommunication is, is putting it lightly. No communication. <laughs> uh, Greedy Williams was unhappy seemingly that that uh, Sheldrick Redwine, who was in front of him, was not behind him to cover the, the safety spot. Um, I don't know what they thought they were calling, but if you're saying you're mad that a dude didn't provide safety help that you can see in front of you, that seems like it's your own stupid fault and you might want to get back there. But yeah, there were a lot of bad... Bad breakdowns in coverage for the Browns. Uh, again, 
maybe some of this is because it's early, but a lot of it is because you've got a bunch of rookies out there uh, trying to figure this thing out. And, you know, Shoulder Red Wine looks, a lot, looks very fast. Looks like he's going to need every bit of it because if he doesn't have it, he wouldn't be catching up to the plays he missed the first time. Um, but he's interesting. But, you know, Gree Williams, uh, I think he's about as advertised. But I do think some people are putting the cart before the horse with him. I don't think the Browns are quite as ready to anoint him as, as fans are. Uh, but that doesn't mean he won't play. It's just he may not be the, the, the starting guy that, 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 that fans are sort of hoping he can take. Well, and the other thing with, with Greedy is there's really no reason to fast track him. And we've talked about this where the tough part of the schedule is the first eight games. You don't want to start him off wrong. You know, when he gets his reps, you want to get him in there. You want him confident, and you certainly want him in there where it's not where he's relied upon a ton. You want him in there where the veterans, this is the role we need you to do right now. And he does bring a you know, unique skill set, obviously, with the size and the length. Just keep him confident through that first half. I mean, he, you know, if he took over by Halloween, it wouldn't be as probably wouldn't be a surprise. But just, you know, build off momentum today. Obviously, he's going to feel good about the interception, the him and Sheldrick Redwine are going to sit down, and there's going to be talk about what happened on that touchdown, and stuff will grow from there. Um, but obviously, um, and then special teams-wise, you know, Greg Joseph with the field goal, the punt return for the touchdown. Pete, uh, Prefer's one thing we talked about, and if you want to escalate as a franchise, it's great that you built up the defense. It's great that you built up the offense, but special teams, you got to get something out of it. Well, a punt return is a, a nice how-do-you-do. Uh, in the opener, that's uh, that's obviously going to be a big feather in his cap. Uh, I'm sure he wishes that the extra point after that kick wouldn't have been doinked. But uh, <laughs> I thought special, I thought special teams overall had a very positive evening. I think they have some guys already sort of figured out in places they like. Um, I think uh i thought dick willie's hung quite a bit and justin burris was on quite a bit i thought he had a really good night in that department he's got a nice uh, physique justin he just he looks the part you know he's, he's got the nice build he's got the length and he blew up a play on a blitz later as a defender but yeah he's got a lot to like as far as special teams and that's that's why it's going to be competitive to make it and some guys that you know people aren't talking about in that respect are going to be surprised when they end up making the team and other guys don't. All right, kids, we're going to put a wrap on this. Your first Locked On Browns post-game, of the sh- uh, post-game episode of the season. Pete, Browns Maven, what's coming? Uh, so, I mean, I've got – I will have my own, my own Duke thing up for tomorrow, and then it'll be on to doing some of the stuff when I get a chance to look at this again. Uh, going back and taking a look to make sure what I thought I saw was what I actually saw, and then you know c- come away with some takes from that. I, I you know I, I don't imagine they'll be terribly different from what I've said here, but we'll see if somebody surprises me. And uh, anybody NFL Network tomorrow at 4 p.m. There will be the replay. If you want to go, I want to see it again for any you know who don't go the all 22 route. Um, so you have that uh, at underscore Pete Smith. Make sure you're following over there. Uh, the Lockdown Browns Twitter account at Lockdown Browns, all over, uh, all lowercase. Always a follow back account. 
me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Throw a follow over there. Look, guys, we will admit sometimes maybe when things are changing, and it's funny how nobody ever remembers the things we were right on, but it's all cool. Whatever. Um, the Twitter stuff, just don't lie. I don't care. You guys want to bust some chops about stuff. That's cool. But don't lie because neither one of us have ever rooted for a player not to make it. That stuff, that gets under my craw. That pisses me off. iTunes rating reviews, uh, Browns Maven, um, BrownsMaven.com. Make sure you're getting along with everything that me and Pete got going on. We appreciate you all for being along for the ride. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Been there, done that. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.